episode here of the high the holistic you being with intention i'm your host charles chevelle and i'm excited again for today's episode because we're going to be talking about some of the greatest stories that we've ever told ourselves and when i say stories now I just want to give a brief account of what a story was when I was growing up with my grandmother in her old school ways. So now a phrase that I used to hear common running around the house may have been, Charles, now don't you go around telling no stories now to nobody, about nobody. And you know what? If you do, you know what you need to do afterwards. You need to wash your tongue out with some soap. <laughs> now. Uh, my, my grandmother in her old school ways and maybe that's a common phrase too that if you have one of those old school OG grandmas as well then you too would know that your grandmother or my grandmother was referring to don't go around telling no lies don't go around telling nothing that was not true about nobody <laughs> that's what grandma wanted to say uh, and so I knew of a story in this context and I knew that stories that were not true were considered lies, according to my grandmother. And so today's topic, I want to discuss that concept, a similar concept with stories. And maybe by the end of this episode, you may think of some stories too, whether personal or some that you've heard of that sound familiar even to today that maybe you once heard when you were younger. And I would love to hear you all's thoughts as well, and maybe some stories that you've heard of in your lifetime. So today we're going to explore the things that we tell ourselves, right? So often that has become ingrained in our brain as automatic second nature responses and no further questions are asked. And I've come up with today three stories that I hear so, so often and that we say them and they become so normalized that we have convinced ourselves into believing this untruth. And I say that because this is for those that have said these things and they not be absolutely true. So we're going to take a look at three stories that many people tell themselves. And first off, I want to start by determining the baselines of our story. So more often than not, we are, we are always telling ourselves stories. And when I say story now, I'm referring to the things that we say, for example, I'm broke. I'm broke is something that, and in, in, in this is in terms of money and financial standing, right? So I'm broke. This is something I hear really often. And if we're honest with ourselves, it's more than often not true. And what we mean is that we're low on money or we're usually low on funds, right? And I want to point out these phrases about the stories that we tell ourselves because this is the conscious mind speaking, but the underlying part of that, which you know, right, is the unconscious mind. The unconscious mind usually governs more of our day-to-day -day lives, how we think about certain things and how we go about living our life. So if our unconscious mind is believing that, is believing what the conscious mind is saying that we're broke, then guess what? We're going to live, believe, and act like we're broke. Like we have zero dollars when we actually do have a few dollars or some type of funds, but just don't want to spend it, right? So there's a huge difference there, especially for those who've had zero dollars in their bank account and they encounter someone who had a few dollars. You know that there is a difference, a huge difference between the two right for example if someone was to ask me do i want to go to 
this beautiful city that I've never been to before. Or if I want to go on a cruise or something like this and I say, no, nah, man, I'm broke recently. Like I, I, I don't I just don't have the funds. And over and over, you repeat this story to yourselves. Now, stories now, and I'm referring to stories that we repeat to ourselves, that we just say to get out of certain situations. And if you repeat certain things to yourself over and over, you start to believe it, whether or not it's true. That's, that's the power of the unconscious mind. Just like it said that repetition is the key to learning. So you're basically learning to be broke if you repeat it enough times to yourself. On that same example now, is that you repeat this over and over in and when you when you're asked to engage in uh, or go on a trip or um, attend this event maybe you actually don't want to do it and then maybe you should actually say that because otherwise you're only lying to your subconscious mind which doesn't know the difference between what's reality and what's imagined so you become hypnotized in a sense by your own words and so you're living as though you actually don't have these funds and you stop there. This thinking stops, right? Because when you say I'm broke, th that is usually the end of the story, right? Like you don't just sit there and, you know, try to be convinced of these things because you have already convinced yourself by repeating to your subconscious, unconscious mind that you have no funds. So although you actually do, you are telling yourself that you don't. Do you see the contradictory here? And the, and the important part here is that you start to live unconsciously as though that statement that you made about yourself is true. And here's where this becomes detrimental because now, even if there are activities that come up that you do want to attend or that you are not certain that you want to attend, you make the excuse, the automated response that has been ingrained in you, maybe from whoever and whatever you heard this from, you're repeating it now for yourself. And so you miss out on all these opportunities and due to the fact that you have convinced yourself that you are broke when you're not. Now, to further dive into this, this the follow-up question that you may want to ask yourself when you're catching yourself in the moment, having those conversations or before those words come out of your mouth, you want to ask yourself, is this statement true? Is it actually stating what I want to happen or what I want the reality to be? Because if the reality is simply that I don't want to spend my money to do a certain activity or to go to whatever I'm being invited to, then that's a different story, right? There you go, and no pun intended there. But the point is being is that if you actually had no money, then would you be paying the rent at wherever you're staying? Would you be buying food that you're buying, right? If you're buying it for yourself. So you wanna be careful of that because we, have, we could convince our unconscious mind of something that is untrue. Okay, let's keep going with this. So I want to further ask the next question after you ask yourself, is that true? And then if you recognize that, oh, it's actually not true and I was just exaggerating, right? These are, you know, conversations you can have with yourself or with that person too, to be able to talk it out because you want to know who would you be if you didn't have this thought? Who would you be if you did not repeat this story so often to yourself? It's really a trick of the mind here because if you didn't believe that story that you told yourself, um, then maybe you wouldn't back out of so many opportunities or invitations due to you not wanting to spend the money because that's a different story and which you know may take another conversation to be had later right because now you are coming up with excuses and exaggerating so that the truth 
is not seen, right? You're using your, your funds as the scapegoat, but guess what? You're actually just doing yourself a disservice because words have power. And if you repeat that enough times to yourself, you'll actually start believing that you don't have the funds to do the things that you actually want to do when you actually do have it, but you're using them for other things. And maybe they are more important. You know, I'm not knocking that at all. I'm just stating that if you actually do have the money, but you don't want to invest in it in that particular activity, then maybe just flat out saying that may be better than convincing yourself of an exaggerated lie. So another question I want to explore is how do you react or respond when you believe that thought? I'm broke. What do you do? And maybe maybe if you got invited right to that concert or that, that movie or whatever, that travel vacation, whatever it may be, maybe you don't do that. Right. And then and then later, weeks later, you look back like, ah, oh, dang, I wish I would have gone. I wish this. I wish that. And guess what? Maybe you actually could have had that experience had you not convinced yourself over days, weeks, months or even years for some people that you were broke. Because if you are broke means that you're just low on funds and not actually broke as in you have zero dollars in your bank account. And once again, that's a different story if you know you actually do have zero dollars in your bank account. But if you have some money, then you you want to actually have more conversations with you know people that you trust about your finances on how can you better budget or how can you better spend your money, right? Because if you actually do have the money, then the the question then the questions or the thought processes that maybe should happen is how can I make this affordable or how can I make this happen? Because the difference between someone that thinks or believes that they can or cannot do something is simply their belief in themselves. And what is a belief? A belief is a statement that is accepted as true or that you accept as true. So if you convince yourself to believe that you actually don't have money when you do have money, then guess how you're going to live, right? Okay, moving on to the second example that I hear so, so often. For many people, from all sexes and genders, right? Here it is. There are no more good men, women, or people of any gender to date out there. Now, come on. <laughs> Here's one now, right? <laughs> or for example, the people that you love in your life. I'm really sure that you know somebody or there are examples of people that are out there in relationships that have quote unquote found this good person that they deem as dateable. So once again, we want to revisit those questions that we ask ourselves. What is the baseline of the story that we're telling ourselves? That we, that I believe that there is nobody worthy for me to date out there. Okay. Is this story true? And if you want to say yes, playing devil's advocate, then can you know it's absolutely true? And what I mean by that is... Do you know every single individual in the world to know that there's no one out there that's worthy of you dating them? And no, right? You, 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 unless you know everybody in the world, right? And so you, we want to stop that thought there. That's where we want to stop the thought. We want to become self-aware of what we're telling ourselves. Maybe you said this comment, and, and we've said this comment because I've said this before too, but I had to wake up to my own thought processes and the things that I had convinced myself of. Right. Because I was in this in this in this headspace that, you know, I was starting to think, say and believe things like everybody I date's a piece of crap. Everybody's the same. But guess what? Clearly, some people 
have found this. Many people actually have found this quote unquote good person that I say that I'm looking for, right? Because maybe the focus is is not the right focus, right? Because more often than not, any problems that we experience is not the actual problem itself. It's how we think about the problem. So if I think that there are no more, aka nobody is worthy of my of of me dating them, then guess what? I have convinced myself of this truth. Whether you think you can or cannot, you are right. So I'm right in the truth that I've convinced myself to believe at least, right? So in going back to the, the, the questions that we want to ask ourselves is, who would I be without this thought? So we want to reverse that then, right? The, the original statement that there are no more uh, good people out there worthy of me to date. Two, there are good people out there worthy for me to date. Now, how differently would you live your life if you actually believe that? Do you think that maybe you would date more people, that you would be more, that you would turn yourself as more emotionally or romantically ready to involve yourself with another individual? Maybe, right? So we don't want to get so caught up in, in our past experiences or by taking on the words that we've heard from somebody else and using them without any extra thought before we implant that in our subconscious mind. Because we'll find out later, maybe, yeah, maybe, who knows when you'll wake up to that, right? So that's why it's, it's important to catch yourself. If ever there are any phrases that you recognize that you say too much, maybe you wanna revisit that phrase. Maybe you wanna ask yourself a set of questions, right? And the questions that I have here, you know, we can revisit them again. You want to determine the baseline of the story. What are you telling yourself? And then you want to ask yourself, is this true? And then depending on that, you want to ask yourself, can you know if this is absolutely true? Right? You want to take it on that, on that macro level, on the bigger picture there. And then you want to ask yourself, how do you react or respond when you believe this thought? Because this is where the juice is. This is where the where a lot of the people's frustration comes from because it's how we think and how we act and respond and react, right, to our own thoughts. And so maybe we're stressed, maybe we're angry, maybe we're sad, maybe we're depressed because we have fallen into the pit of believing an exaggerated story. And so we wanna just catch ourselves with that. And then we wanna ask ourselves, being gentle with ourselves, who would we be if we didn't have this belief, if we didn't have this thought, if we didn't tell ourselves this story, what type of person would I be? Wouldn't I be a little bit more happier, hopeful, optimistic, bold? Maybe I would, you know, still date people, you know, even if someone was out of my league, maybe I would take more chances and more risks out there. Maybe, right? And so these are essential questions. And of course, there are more that you can ask yourself, but this is sort of kind of a, a little guideline of questions that I like to ask myself if I find that I am repeating certain things to myself. And I'm like, damn, this sounds familiar or ah, I'm tired of feeling this way. We want to open up our mind to view things in a different angle or in a different perspective. Okay, so the last statement that I have or story that that I hear told so many times is, I don't like my job, I'm ready to quit. And you can break those statements up into just, I don't like my job or I'm ready to quit. And for those who have already caught on to the theme of this episode, you can already probably imagine where I'm going with this one. So we're gonna revisit those, those questions, determining the baseline of this story. 
I don't like my job. I'm ready to quit. Okay. So there was something. We want to do a little bit of background. This is actually where a little bit of the background and the self-awareness comes from. Because for you to have whatever job you currently have, the one that you're saying that you don't like, there must be something that you like about it. Otherwise, you wouldn't have applied for it or you wouldn't be or you wouldn't have gone to it like you did maybe yesterday or whenever the last time you were there. Right. There has to be some momentum behind it. Maybe maybe it actually is. You know, one of the reasons that I hear is that, you know, I got to I got to pay the rent. Right. Or you got to pay my car bill, my car note. And so these, of course, are legitimate reasons. But so do you like to have your car? Do you like to have the house that you stay in? Okay, so, and I ask these questions as playing devil's advocate because, of course, this does not equate to you having to like your job, but if you like having these things and you recognize that the job is helping you keep or maintain or achieve the goals that you desire for yourself, then there is some aspect, even if it's very minute, very small, there's some aspect of the job or having the job in and of itself that you like. Because guess what? If you, the, the second part of that is I'm ready to quit, right? I don't like my job. I'm ready to quit. So the second part of that, if you're ready to quit, then you probably would have already quit, right? So that, that that's just the, the baseline in the background of it. Because if you say that you're ready for it, then what's, what are you waiting for? Because guess what? I can bet you that it's due to the first the, the, the former half of that sentence, which is, I don't like my job, which is maybe I like my job because I'm able to pay my rent, pay my car note or whatever you use your job for, you know, the, the finances from your job for, right? So there is some truth in that. So you want to be really careful of convincing yourself. You want to be really particular and meticulous that you do not convince yourself of an exaggerated lie or story, right? So... I don't like my job. I'm ready to quit. Is this story true? Maybe it is. Maybe, you know, as, as, as a superficial, as a surface level question, it is true. Now, can you know that it is absolutely true? And what, once again, absolutely true. I don't like my job. That's when you ask those, those questions about, okay, if you didn't like this job, then why do you still have it? right because there are things about it that you need it for so there's a part of you that has to innately appreciate having it right is it once again this is just opening up the mind to look at things in a from a different perspective and once you do that you'll recognize that how you start looking at things and treating certain things will also change as a result will oftentimes lift up whatever whatever struggle or hurdle or obstacle or inconvenience we feel like this thing or this person or this thought is bringing us. So is it absolutely true that you don't like your job and you're ready to quit? Because if you were ready to quit, you would have done it already. And so we want to move on to asking, how do you respond or react when you believe this thought? Do you go into work with an attitude? Do you treat your coworkers stank like you don't like them? Do you you know, do you keep to yourself? Do you just keep your headphones in? You don't really speak to anybody. Okay. And I want to, you know, go a little bit deeper here on this. So what do you think or what, how would you react if you saw someone like this at a job that you did like? You would think maybe they didn't like their job. And, and, and more often than not, 
you you re, you reflect we emit similar energy which we receive so if this is the if this is what somebody else who's looking at you in your job that you don't like and if you were carrying yourself believing this thought that you're ready to quit maybe you're not keeping up maybe you're not doing your tasks like you used to because now you're ready to quit so now you just don't care how the job is done and guess what your co-workers are now maybe looking at you funny looking at you sideways because now as you're ready to quit your work ethic has changed and guess what this even makes you want to quit even more because of how your co-workers or how your boss is looking at you or treating you but guess what it is based off of how you are allowing yourself to react and respond to the thought that you have convinced yourself to believe, the lie you've convinced yourself to believe, that you don't like your job, that you don't appreciate the job, that you are ready to quit. Because if you're still going in, then you're not ready to quit because if you wanted to quit and said you were ready to quit, you would have done it already, right? So what I'm getting at here is that we are almost reinforcing the reactions, the external reactions and responses that we're getting because of how we ourselves are responding to certain situations, embodying the emotions, believing the stories that we're telling ourselves, right? So how I think, I don't like my job, I'm ready to quit. The emotion, the physiological responses that I have, whether it be my body's a little bit closed off or, you know, I don't give people the time of day that I used to give them. So all of these actions are invoking a reaction amongst my external environment and the people I surround myself with. So you have to be self-aware of yourself so that you can be thus aware of your environment and how people respond to what you put out to the energy, to the thoughts, to the reactions that you put out into the world. I hope that made sense. And you can even take the example of I'm broke, you know? And so if you're broke and your friends are used and your family members are used to you saying this, maybe out of respect, right? Hypothetically, out of respect, now they don't even ask or invite you anymore to whatever event or to whatever, you know, occasion is upcoming. Why? Because they're already imagining in their mind what you're going to tell them that you're broke and then maybe you get frustrated because now you don't get invited anymore i wonder why <laughs> right so sometimes it, it just takes a, a spiral effect you know there are tons of different examples that have come up or things that you may experience as a result it'll have a domino effect on other areas of your life if you allow it to right? You're, you're saying this belief that there are no more good people out there worthy to date. So guess what? You post this up on your social media and guess what? Now, maybe you've even repelled the person, the one or few people that was attracted to you. So who do you blame now that you've reinforced your own thinking? You've only made the lie more true. Does that make sense? Look at that psychology. We've made a lie more true. Or in other words, an oxymoron which is basically just a contradictory statement. And guess what that results in? Contradictory feelings. Because although we deep down in our soul may want to believe that there are good people out there, we have unfortunately in our unconscious mind, which is so deeply ingrained that we don't even recognize it, you know, in our day-to-day -day life, that now we have been convinced of this. So now we have contradictory feelings, which result in a bunch of different feelings of unease.
distress, frustration, right? This is actually the onset in a, in a lot of ways of dis-ease, right? Of dis-ease, unease. These things come up. You know, people that are out here stressing. We, we're in an epidemic right now. You have so many people stressing and people who are getting depressed or getting anxious, anxiety. And a lot of it is how we're thinking about things, really. So if there's anything, I hope that some of this conversation will at least be a starting point where we can start to look at the stories that we tell ourselves and start telling ourselves instead of these disempowering stories which take away our personal power because now you know in a way when you look at things from the story or the perspective of the the story the 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 exaggerated lie it is disempowering because it takes away the the power of positivity the power of looking at things from a different perspective because you just believe this you, you fall further and further in believing this this untruth so i hope that this will be the starting point for many people to be able to take time to reflect and be gentle on their self-examination is how i want to word it or self-awareness of themselves right when you or self-inquiry is another way to put it when you question yourself about the things that you say and it is a healthy way to do that, too. You don't necessarily have to say, oh, shit, now, you know, beat yourself up because I sometimes have had the bad habit or the unhealthy habit of being so self-critical of myself that, you know, now, you know, here I go. I repeat this again, that I'm not good enough or that, you know, I, I'm a terrible person. I've treated people so badly. And guess what? Ask yourself once again the questions because now you're creating a new story once again. So just be very aware of it and start to tell yourself more empowering stories that's what this is about telling empowering stories so that we can overcome the things that we've once allowed ourselves to be held back by and the beauty of it is that it's not even external like it's actually not an external person force opportunity parent child anything that was ever holding us back it was how we thought about it it was what the things that we convinced ourselves of based off a statement that we've repeated so often that we see as true. If there's anything actually that you don't like or that brings you discomfort or dissatisfaction in your life, I would go through asking yourself those initial questions and doing some self-work and coming out of that cyclical, that toxic thought cycle because there is a way out. And it, is, and it is an empowering way out. That's the beauty of it. Because guess what? If we want to flip around, let's flip around those three questions before, the, before we end this episode. I'm broke. I have money. <laughs> Doesn't that bring you joy? Does, isn't that a lot more joyful to be able to say that? I have money. Or I have some money. And then you can add a clause, uh, um, a following statement to that. But I just choose not to attend this because blah, 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 right? That way, you're not convincing yourself of any particular exaggerated lie. You're just being authentic about it. And so the second story that we discussed today was there are no more good people that are worthy for me to date out there. Let's flip that. There are good people out there that are worth dating. Isn't that so much more hopeful, empowering? Don't you feel a lot better believing that thought, believing that story, because it's actually true, right? And it speaks to empowering you to act and believe as though it is true, and so it will be.
right? And then the last statement is, I like my job and I'm not ready to quit. And to like your job, guess what? Sometimes people that like their jobs still quit their jobs. Why? Because maybe for a ton of reasons, you know, maybe they found a, a better job, right? Um, or they got a better opportunity or, you know, they moved to another city. So people that like their jobs still quit their jobs. So for you to say, I like my job and I'm not ready to quit, just imagine, just close your eyes and imagine what type of person you would be. How would you treat others in your workspace if you thought I like my job and I'm actually not ready to quit. I want to quit and you don't have to voice that out loud, but you can say it, you know, internally that I want to quit and and work on ways that will help you be able to quit, you know? It, there there are easier routes to take that are less painful. I want to phrase it like that, right? I believe that, you know, pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice. And a lot of the ways that we think about these stories that we tell ourselves we're suffering we're making it more painful than it actually needs to be. I'm not saying that, you know, gaining money or earning money is easy, right? I'm never, not saying any of this, you know, it's difficult. This shit's difficult. You know, finding someone to date, to marry is difficult in a lot of ways. Or, you know, finding a job that you do like and that you don't want to quit. You know, it's, it's a process. It's trial and error, you know. So I hope that this episode was insightful, was informative, was empowering please feel free to continue this conversation we can continue this conversation for those interested or those that want to share you know their own stories of things that you know it can be even lighthearted. you know what i mean about things that you recognize wow the absurdity or the ridiculousness of the things that we convinced ourselves of and i'm absolutely sure that there are so many more out there so let's continue this conversation i have a link posted in the description box where there are discussion board forms up and you can click on the episode title and then continue the conversation there engage with other listeners who have their stories that they like to share as well and yeah let's continue this let's keep this community growing let's continue to empower ourselves repower ourselves and also empower others by sharing our story so thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the high please remember to like share comment subscribe to the podcast if this resonated with you please let's continue this conversation on the discussion board forums or on my social media pages i love to receive constructive feedback and i look forward to speaking with you all in the next episode peace love and much light to you all